Okay, we're all good. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to the B2C Lead Generation Podcast. Welcome back to the B2C Lead Gen Podcast. My name is Daniel Hopewell here with Simon Blaney and this is episode 58, Is Lead Gen Really the Wild West? Um, that expression, Simon, of Lead Gen being referred to as the Wild West, we've heard it a few times on the podcast, um, I guess. Um, I, think, I feel like it's popped up a few times, people often referring to Legion in that way in a kind of facetious manner, but we've heard it enough for it to be worth discussing on this pod. So let's just do that and sort of examine what is kind of meant by that phrase um, and why there is this perception of Legion as being, being like the Wild West. Yeah, so I think the perception is driven by um, data being a, or a lead being an intangible product. So you can't touch it and feel it. Um, it feels like you only know whether it's good, bad, or indifferent after the fact. So, you know, yeah. you've tried to market or sell to it and then you've realized, oh no, I've been screwed over. Um, so I think that drives the perception, which is, everyone just sees data you know if i say data to your people's personal data i'm pretty sure everyone thinks of it in the same way which is like a spreadsheet with rows of people's data on and so um to try and make sense of that when you're viewing it in that way of whether it's good or bad um can feel quite difficult i suppose so there's this perception that you could be easily screwed over um because you, you're dealing with this sort of ether or intangible product, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. But I suppose the follow-on question from that is, is there any truth in it <laughs> or is it like a, a myth? No, yeah, I mean, there's, there's always truth in it. Um, so there's a few things which drive the truth behind. I mean, it's, it's not true as in, you know, everyone's like that that carries out lead generation. Um, but there's a truth in it, and that stems from a couple of things. So number one is there is an extremely low barrier to entry in lead generation. So whether that is you're just going to knock a landing page up um, in a certain vertical, so I don't know, car insurance or something, and either drive data to it or pretend that you're driving data to it and sell data to someone. Um, and there obviously is a buyer on the back of that. And the other one is that if you're a middleman, so either an agency or a broker, it's incredibly easy to buy data. You then don't even have to generate it. You sit in the middle and you can just sell this data on. So the individuals that potentially act like the Wild West sit in those sort of spheres. And um, you know, if you, you're just interested in like, a one hit wonder of making a ton of money. I mean, you can easily do it. I mean, you know, unless someone's going to carry out like due diligence, really understand like the lead buying process and ensure that um, what they think is happening is genuinely happening, um, you know, you can easily be screwed over. But I think also it's worth pointing out at this point that it can work the other way around. So lead buyers can screw good lead generators over. So, you know, I've known plenty of instances i'm almost 100 percent sure it'll happen to me multiple times um of you know an order for a certain amount of leads or our products and it being sent and then 
the company folding or them disappearing or whatever. So all these things in their entirety um, do drive this perception, you know, like the Wild West, and it does make it true. But I think it's probably like any industry, which is, um, you know, there'll, there'll be elements of lawlessness, there'll be elements of fraud and everything else. I think what can happen in lead gen is everyone wants a deal, like lead, well, there's two things. Everyone wants a deal, so they think like cheaper is better. And so, you know, when an offer turns up that seems too good to be true, um, you know, people go after it because they'll think, ah, I can get this at a pound and it's normally you know everyone else is telling you 15 pounds but the other thing is and it's something we spoke about and we continue to speak about on several podcasts is educating lead buyers so if you're serious about buying leads and everything else you know i think i mean i you know i could fall prey to this sort of thing but i like for me personally i know a bunch of people are serious about like lead buying they're going to do it they you know they examine this stuff to such a detail um, and really look into every point that'd be quite difficult to screw people over. Um, so yes, there is some truth in it, um, but the truth is ultimately driven by people that shouldn't be buying these leads. Okay. Yes, with a big asterisk. Yeah, well, very big asterisk, that's it. The thing is, what, what, I don't know, I might be wrong, but when I've heard it said before, though, this seems... I feel like people are sort of referring to it in the past tense. They're sort of saying lead gen used to be like the Wild West, maybe not so much now. Is that fair to say? Do you think things have changed slightly from, I don't know, I feel like they're talking about like 10 years ago or something. Um, it's like it used to be chaos, but now it's a bit more. Is that is that in the direction perhaps? Well, I think that um, there was sort of pre-GDPR and post-GDPR is uh, probably what happened because a lot of um, brands, especially that, um are serious about like the leads they're buying and you know carrying out their due diligence making sure that the right side of the law with the ico for example in the uk um you know it's it, it sort of stopped a few of the bad actors in their tracks and some of the um suspicious practices they used to carry out i suspect now the fraud has probably slightly changed because what we're really talking about when we're talking about that is consent right but the thing is and there's something we spoke about on another podcast this idea of consent and intent and it comes back to data being an intangible product so i could collect say a co-sponsor lead and pass it off to you as a um you know like a landing page that i've built as a, a single product that would be 15 pounds and really i bought the lead at 15p for example um and legally in terms of consent, there is consent potentially for that lead to be contacted by that brand. But in terms of the contract that you have, um, it's something completely different. So what I suspect has happened is um, fraud, if and when it is being carried out, is slightly different. And secondly, um, I, yeah, I, I think there's less of it just because a few of the sort of bad actors definitely have been removed you know the, the sort of law has changed them people getting far clearer about intent and consent and the differences and things um but that's not to say it doesn't happen it definitely you know there'll still be elements of it happening it's just not as prevalent as it used to be mm. okay 
that the law side, I, I mean, I don't want to labor the kind of the Wild West analogy too much, but that lawlessness pre GDPR and whatnot is obviously a, a big factor in it. But I'm trying to think about not a solution, that's not the word, but like a an alternative, I guess, uh, a, a alternative viewpoint or not industry, if we totally, <laughs> it was Amazon, well, that's not the correct word, but. Um, <laughs> let's, let's not get into that open that kind of again. What I'm trying to say is, is there an alternative, I guess, that is without this loneliness, without this chaos that it, moving forwards? Is there a different way of doing things that you think, yeah, that's a better way of doing things? That's what I'm sort of kind of mumbling around, but trying to find the answer to. Yeah, we got there in the end. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, this all comes back to transparency, right? And this is why, like, for me personally, I talk about it a lot as a company, we talk about it. Um, because if you're working with, like, pro lead generators, working with lead buyers um, that either, you know, know what they're doing or are willing to learn more about it, um, and they're opening up this, like, transparent communication, transparent methodology, transparency about what, each other are doing and they're working together as a sort of genuine marketing and sales team um this lawlessness or this idea of fraud and whether it's low level or high level whatever it is um is sort of eradicated because you understand that you're working together and there's a there's a bigger point behind this transparency piece which is ultimately you two are working together as a marketing and sales team, an external lead generator and an um, internal or a brand buying lead or an agency, whatever. But this whole thing revolves around a prospect, a lead, a person. And it's that person that deserves the ultimate transparency. And so really the bad actors, the fraud, everything else is being carried out on those people. It's then just being like, moved between a lead buyer and a lead generator. So I think that the future for me and the removal of this lawlessness of these companies, you know, we call them like pro lead generators and smart lead buyers. Um, you know, that's like an internal terminology that we use for people where they with sort of understanding they're getting this concept. Why would you be anything but hugely transparent about what you do? Because what you do is actually offering genuine value to real people. And so, you know, you don't care if anyone knows about what you do. You don't care, like, you know, the tweaks you've made to your landing page or where you're driving traffic or anything, because you're adding value to people that are being generated as leads. Um, so I think that is, is, is like the future of, you know, removing lawlessness and lead buyers understanding of, you know, not getting screwed over and lead generators not getting screwed over by people not paying their bills as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, it, it can be simple things like, you know, when I, this really annoys me. I'll just tell you quickly, because it's always like a flag to me. When I see someone selling someone else's data, like someone's personal data. So imagine I've gone and filled a form in somewhere and I'm now a lead and I'm being sold by someone with a Gmail account. I mean, yeah. what the fuck is that about? Like it seriously irritates me. So we like, and this, I don't want to talk about data, but particularly, you know, this is an independent podcast and everything, but I'll just 
quickly give you like an example. We have a single sign-on account in Datable. So what that means is you create one account, you get invited to an instance, um, you can sign in, and then if you get invited to any other instance, you don't have to sign up again. And we always have problems where people um, use Gmail accounts because we run it by the domain that uh, an email address is associated to. So if you're like bbc.co.uk, it's, you know, anyone at bbc.co.uk can get invited by the admin of bbc.co.uk. And that we'll have people go, oh, can I invite, you know, James Smith at gmail.com because um, I'm buying some leads from him. So I'll be like, has he not got a company? No, he's just selling some data. Um, and that's like, what's he doing with some people's personal data? Like, is it somewhere in a privacy policy that james.smith at gmail.com, sorry, James Smith, whoever you are, like, you, this, this is just like an example, has got it's my data. Yeah. Is it, why has he got my data and what on earth is he doing with it? And why is he monetizing it? It's these small little things like that that add to this perception of like lawlessness and the Wild West and everything else. You've got to be a serious company that's, you know, not trading from a Gmail address with my data if you're going to sell it. You'd like, you know, that's a really small example, but it's just, you know, something that's uh, just like a demonstration of what the problem is. I think it's interesting. It comes back to saying the low barrier to entry as well. There's no accreditation required, no courses are officially, you know, like no uh, qualifications as far as I know that you can get, which sort of, or you're required to have before you can actually enter this, which I think, yeah, that's a really interesting point. Um, I don't know if we answered the question really there or not. Is Lee Channel really on the Wild West? I, I mean, we kind of just, we just sort of sketched a picture of an industry where it was kind of like and what tension is. I think, um, I think it isn't as much as the Wild West that it was or it used to be. I think there's still elements that need to be cleaned up and people need to get a lot more serious about like how they're dealing with people's personal data and, bit and the transparency piece and I think that if we stop seeing the lead generation processes like a winky wanky operator can just suddenly appear out of nowhere and sell like a million leads at a great deal and whatever else and actually you know needs to be a genuine company that has like a genuine brand who appreciates and values the people who become their leads and is offering them a service and whatever else that'll like start to improve the stands of it even more a far more succinct sort of summary of your points and I was going to give so I'm going to leave it on, oh, right. on that point because <laughs> 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 that's that I, I was going to come up with um, that was episode 58 is Lee Gen really the wild west thanks for listening to the B2C Lead Generation podcast be sure to hit subscribe to hear more from those at the very cutting edge of the lead gen world